Hey, this is Jordan. I'll open up the Chill Factory in just a second. First, I want to encourage you to stay tuned for a few minutes after the interview because I'll be introducing a very special project to help a lot of people in a really stressful situation. And another cool thing about this Chill and Serve initiative, it will help you and yours reduce stress in more ways than one. A lot of people have a dirty little secret. Something they don't want people to know. I didn't finish my degree. I, I'm actually older than you think I am. And those dirty little secrets erode our confidence. Welcome to The Chill Factory, where we make life more enjoyable. I'm Jordan Friedman. Do you ever second-guess your decisions? Do you ask for what you deserve? Are you embarrassed or ashamed about anything? Kathy Caprino has helped thousands of people figure out their career and leadership paths. And along the way, she's noticed some things that many of them have in common. Things that hold them back from being confident and brave and as successful as they could be. And I alluded to some of those things in those questions. As a result, Kathy has spent a lot of time talking with her clients and audiences and studying and thinking about these commonalities that can act like roadblocks that prevent us from moving forward in all areas of our lives. Commonalities that she calls power gaps. And we're going to talk today about these power gaps, including one of my favorites, which she calls our dirty little secrets. Kathy Caprino is an internationally recognized career and leadership coach, and she focuses on the advancement of women in business. She's also a prolific speaker and writer. She's a senior Forbes contributor and the author of two books, including the current The Most Powerful You, Seven Bravery-Boosting Paths to Career Bliss. Kathy was my very first guest on The Chill Factory when we did an episode called Should I Stay or Should I Go? And this is a continuation of that conversation. Kathy, you talk and write a lot about power gaps. What are they? And how do they figure into making decisions about staying, going, and what to do next? Before I even read them, Jordan, or talk about them, 98% of the women I studied have at least one gap, and 90% of the men I studied have at least one gap. And for women, over 75% have three or more of these gaps at the same time. So number one is not recognizing your special talents, abilities, and gifts. Number two is communicating from fear, not strength. Number three is reluctance to ask for what you deserve. And what you want, number four, is isolating instead of getting influential support, right? Number five is acquiescing instead of saying no to mistreatment. Number six is losing sight of your thrilling dream for your life. And number seven is it's about letting the past and trauma from the past continue to shape you. Now, I'm a former therapist, so I use that word trauma probably more freely than most people. But what I see is even the seemingly smallest thing can traumatize you, like your boss saying you blew it, or a colleague betraying you, or getting passed over on a promotion, or being told you're not smart. These things can erode 
our confidence for a lifetime if we don't address address them and, and move forward. And part of that is a lot of people have a dirty little secret, something they don't want people to know. I didn't finish my degree. I, I'm actually older than you think I am. And those dirty little secrets erode our confidence. So those are the seven gaps. I have so many questions, but one that comes to mind immediately is you said that women have about three of them, some more. Men have one or two, some more. How do you pick the one to start with? Or is it a multi-damaging power gap approach? It's, it's a little bit like in my first book, I came up with this empowerment hierarchy. Um, empowerment with self, others, the world, and your higher self. And when people are struggling in all those ways, I say, let's get down to the root, yourself. Well, in the same way, we're when you have multiple gaps, the first one I suggest starting with is recognizing how special you are. And I say this five times a day to people. You, every one of you, is so unique and so special and so needed in the world. Your gifts, your talents, your trials, your tribulations, your perspective. You know, Jordan, I was thinking about what you went through as a child, being, you know, having the largest brain tumor known to man. You have used all that, all that pain, all that suffering, what you learned, finding, finding stress management as important, right? It's made you who you are. That's why you're such a gift to the world. Everybody is that. But I feel like when we begin to recognize that I am special, I am talented, I am worthy and worthwhile and valuable, then a lot of the gaps shift. The second hardest one is communicating from fear. But you can't communicate powerfully when you don't recognize that you're special. And I don't mean special like better. I mean you're special. I mean you are unlike and everyone listening is unlike anyone else. So, um, you know, we can't really communicate powerfully if we don't even recognize that we have anything to offer. But once you get going thinking, ooh, I am, I am, I am kind of special, then we look at the language you use. Do you apologize all the time? Do you weaken your message when you're about to present an idea? You know, I don't know if this is stupid or I, I don't know if this makes sense, but don't do that because you're broadcasting, don't listen to me. And the list goes on. Do you second guess your decisions and things that you've said both to yourself and publicly? I used to do that a lot. I'd leave a meeting that was a little contentious, or I would, I'd leave some, something where I've presented, or, and I would ruminate. I'd go over, now I don't. Well, part of it is I do so much of it that I, <laughs> I don't have time to ruminate. But part of it was, as you're saying, fear that we're not good enough. You know, I, I get a, um, every day I get a message from T-U-T, it's Mike Dooley, Notes from the Universe, and it's a spiritual message, and he writes it kind of in the voice of the universe, not kind of, in the voice of the universe. And today's was something about every person on the planet just wishes to understand that they're valuable. If you can 
infuse a few words of that message into what you say to every person you meet, you'll change a million lives. Oh, it was much different, much better than that. But, you know, Jordan, a big part of what I do is with everyone I work with and meet and talk to is is reinforcing that they're pretty remarkable. And it's not a lie. I can, I can do it. It's not fake. But we're all no matter. And, you know, I've spoken to a lot of illustrious people. Tony Robbins, I, I interviewed him in writing, not spoken to him, but I've interviewed Pulitzer Prize winners, you know, blah, blah, blah. Pretty much everybody has a bit of a gap. It just comes out differently. For sure. And when you talked about the dirty little secret gap before, and then followed up with my world's largest brain tumor, which I talk about now openly, and I realize the positive contributions that it has made to my life, it was a dirty little secret for a long time. Can you imagine the biggest brain tumor in the world trying to hide that? I can and, and all of the aftermath of it. But look at what you give people by not hiding that. The hope you give so many millions of people. I mean, wow, what a shame it would have been to keep hiding that. I find that the things that make us want to throw up in our mouths about ourselves... There, there's there's <laughs> are, a next book. <laughs> what makes you throw up in your mouth? Oh my gosh, I love it. That's the book. Um, you know, when you get brave enough to share those, I mean, those are the things that have gone viral in, in every single way for me. The thing that put me on the map on LinkedIn was, when was it, 2015, I vomited out a, a blog post, six toxic behaviors that push you, push people away, how to recognize them in yourself. And Jordan, I thought, here we go. And I mentioned how I was toxic. I'm one of the six toxic, I have them. What do you think happened? It got something like 3 million views in no time and a 1,000 comments. And you know what the comments were? Oh, my goodness. I'm toxic. Hmm. I Never in a million years would I have thought people would write to me saying, I'm toxic. You never know where your honesty is going to land. Hmm. And it's true. Often it lands in a really good way and lots of... Things sprout up as a result of it, often really good things. Because so many people are afraid to say what they're feeling or to reveal something about themselves. And yes, the truth is that with seven plus billion of us on earth, (laughs) more people than you are dealing with what you're dealing with or thinking the way you're thinking. So you will connect. Can I amplify that for a minute? Of course. I didn't understand that until when I was in my late 20s. I was running market research and hired a, a woman 20 years, my senior Ann Dobbs, who became a, a huge mentor for me. And she ran the focus groups. We were developing new book products, all sorts of new things. And she would run the focus groups. And in every focus group, and you know, I oversaw hundreds, she would say in the beginning of the group of 10 people, okay, there's some ground rules. Blah, blah, blah. But one of them is, please share your your viewpoint. That's what we've got you here for, because every one of you represents thousands like you. And I remember thinking, how interesting is that? 
But then I moved on in my corporate career. What I didn't understand until I left corporate was until I gave my very first talk, which was probably, when was it? 2003, maybe. And it was about challenges professional women have. I was scared to death. It was for an esteemed woman conference in Connecticut. And there were 50 people in the workshop. And here's what happened. And it was a terrible talk. I tried to jam two hours into a 40-minute thing, which I tend to do constantly. And But what happened is about 30 of the 50 lined up to speak with me. And some were crying. And some were shaking. And it was the first moment I noticed, huh, 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 huh. everything that a human being thinks or feels or experiences has been experienced by someone else and probably millions. And that gave me confidence to come out and start saying things that I felt were controversial or scary. Truly, you are not alone. I mean, there aren't really any new ideas, maybe new technological ideas, but you know, millions of people have come before us and are coming ahead of us, and we share a lot with everyone. My big thanks to Kathy Caprino, who has a lot of resources to help you with your career and leadership, including assessments and books and training courses and her podcast, Finding Brave. We'll put them in the episode notes along with more about Kathy's work. And now more about that special project I mentioned at the top of the show. About a week ago, I got an email from a trauma treatment specialist in Poland who's helping refugees as they come across the border from Ukraine. And it turns out that like you, he also listens to the Chill Factory podcast. And he asked me if I would donate my Quick Calm video workshop and the Chill Factory app to his small team of volunteers so that they could teach some of the techniques in these resources to the refugees. Well, it took me about a zillionth of a second to agree, and I can't tell you how incredible it is to know that these tools are now helping Ukrainian refugees in need. Well, that small donation has now turned into a much bigger effort to get Quick Calm and the Chill Factory app directly and immediately into the hands of thousands of Ukrainians, their family members, volunteers, and organizations helping them. To make this special Chill and Serve project possible, we're raising some funds to customize these resources to better meet the needs of refugees and volunteers. This includes translating select content into Ukrainian and Polish, providing direct connections to mental health resources, posting volunteer needs, projects, and how to connect with them, and getting the word out about these resources to as many in need as possible. And here's a really cool thing. We're going to supersize the stress relief impact of this effort by giving 10 Quick Calm video sessions and apps for every dollar contributed. If you'd like to join this effort to get weapons of stress reduction directly and immediately into the hands of Ukrainians, their families, volunteers, and the organizations helping them, Go to fundraiser.com slash calm for Ukraine. That's F-U-N-D-R-A-Z-R dot com slash calm for Ukraine. 
We'll also put this link in the episode notes. And whether or not you contribute funds to this project, please share it with your friends and family and colleagues, with your employer and church groups, and of course, on social media. That link that I just gave you, and again, we'll put it in the episode notes, will take you to more information about this project. Thank you for listening, and if you've already contributed, a special thank you from the volunteers in Poland. Quick Column is both the name of the video workshop that we'll be giving away to Ukrainians, and it's also one of the techniques that I teach during the video session. So I thought we'd do a little Quick Column to end this episode of The Chill Factory. Quick Calm is a deep breathing technique that helps us calm down quickly after suddenly stressful events, but it can also be used to help us get focused and feel less anxious and less overwhelmed, something to help us move forward. So if you'd like, close your eyes and just breathe normally for a few moments. In a second, I'll ask you to take a deep breath in and hold that breath. And while you're holding it, I'll have you think I am warm. And then after a few seconds, I'll ask you to exhale and think I am calm. Here we go. Three, two, one. Take a deep breath in and hold. Think to yourself, I am warm. And exhale. Think, I am calm. Keeping your eyes closed, just breathe normally again. And one more time. Three, two, one. Take a deep breath in and hold. Think, I am warm. And exhale, think I am calm. You can do three or four or more of those sets. And to make quick calm even more effective, try inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your mouth. Quick Calm works to reverse the fight or flight stress response, and it's really flexible. You can do it with your eyes open or closed. You can do it standing up or sitting down, no matter what's causing you to feel stressed and anxious. It's quitting time for this episode of The Chill Factory. I'm Jordan Friedman. Thanks so much for listening. We have more resources at thechillfactory.net, and you can leave a voice comment or question there. Just look for the blue tab on the right side of any site page. Be sure to subscribe or follow The Chill Factory so you'll know when new episodes are available. And if you liked something you heard on this or any episode, we'd love it if you rated or reviewed The Chill Factory wherever you get your podcasts. And as British literary critic John Churton Collins said, if we knew each other's secrets, what comforts we should find.